Hello and welcome to Stay Awake Radio featuring Pastor Bill Henry. Bill is the senior pastor at Simple Faith Calvary Chapel in Vancouver. Now over the next hour, Pastor Bill is going to relate the Word of God to the events we see occurring around us today. There's a lot going on, as I'm sure you know, and Pastor Bill is going to look at the headlines from a biblical perspective. I want to remind you that Pastor Bill wants you to be involved by sending him any questions you'd like to have answered. Send your questions to info at stayawakeradio.org. And you can visit our website anytime at stayawakeradio.org. Now let's join Pastor Bill Henry for today's edition of Stay Awake Radio. Well, hello and welcome once again to Stay Awake Radio, that program uh, with the heart to help us to stay awake. Matthew 24, 42, as Jesus was telling us about the good servants, uh, will be on watch for their master and to be about his work while we're waiting. I guess that's the beautiful thing, isn't it? Um, with today, uh, the end times view that if you're pre-tribulational, uh, if you believe there's literally going to be a, uh, you know, a seven-year tribulation and the rapture is going to happen before that uh, tribulation and you believe in a thousand-year reign of Christ, literally, uh, and that at the end of that, there'll be a new heavens and a new earth. This view, which is honestly, to me, the most biblically sound view, obviously, I guess that's why I'm teaching it. Um, but, you know, it used to be where we could agree to disagree, but as we're coming into the times that we're living in, um, prophecy literally taken um, is so under attack by the majority of the church. Um, and actually, it's, it's even getting even more brazen, if you will, um, and it used to be where you could agree to disagree on things like this, which I still believe we can. Um, but it, sadly, a lot of people, well, if you, if you believe in a rapture, uh, you know, guys that, you know, you really respect and like will say, well, that's a cult. That's a cultish thing. It's like, no, it's not a cultish thing, because if you look at it in biblically, um, it's not like, OK, let's get out of here, Joe. Uh, it's, hey, our master is coming. Let's get as much work as we can done. Let's be about our master's business instead of, yeah, where's the promise of his coming? No big deal. And we get lazy. Um, that's one of the reasons I believe that for almost 2,000 years, the church has been told that it's the good servant of the Lord that is continually watching for the return of their master. Um, and sadly, so much of the church ignores these words of Jesus himself. Uh, and so that's part of the reason we're doing this program, to keep us awake, uh, to, maybe to wake up some people, to hopefully save some people as well from the things that are coming. But, you know, as we're coming in these days, I, I look around, and it used to be, I remember my old pastor, Chuck Smith, uh, used to do a, a a prophecy update once a year. Every New Year's Eve, he'd, he'd do a prophecy update and um, just kind of keeping us up to date on things. And I'll be honest, it was even hard, I think, sometimes for him to find things for an hour. Uh, and then uh, the last 10 years, things have, we used to do one once a year as well. Then we went to once a month, I believe it was. And then, uh, especially during COVID, we're doing uh, things once a week. Um, and I know guys that are doing stuff every day. Um, and even now, we've gone back to once a month. But I'll be honest, it's not because there's not enough stuff. I did it because there's so much stuff. I know that sound might... Uh, counterproductive, um, but we're in the midst of the tsunami now um, of the the signs of the times. I think you have to be either blind um, or you have to be uh, suffering with a delusion that I believe is to come, the strong delusion that the Bible talks about, uh, because we're not loving His Word like we're supposed to do. Uh, so easy when you take different views of prophecy even, and this was where I do start to draw lines, is when guys and gals, they start to um, explain away prophecies. Uh, they didn't—Jesus, do, when he came, he fulfilled literally so many different hundreds of prophecies. And when he comes again, I believe he's literally going to fulfill hundreds of prophecies more, which are, are still there waiting to be fulfilled. And so as we're waiting for my heart today, as we go to the Scripture once again— and by the way, I pray you're doing well. Just know if you're listening to this program, you've been prayed for uh, and continue to be prayed for, no matter who you are, where you are. Uh, just know that you're being prayed for. I don't know about you, but it always blesses me to hear that. And so, but as as we're looking around today, and as I said a moment ago, I, I firmly believe we're in this tsunami 
um, of signs. You have weird weather events happening all over the world. It's not believe. I don't believe it's simply because of climate change. Uh, what is it? Global cooling, global warming. Um, uh, the world's freezing. The world's too hot. No, I believe these are signs. Jesus told us about earthquakes that would be in diverse places. Now, the word earthquakes there is used in different places within the Scripture to even describe a storm on the sea. Uh, When Jesus calmed the sea, that was the same word, seismos. Uh, It's an interesting word, so I think it's, it's weather events, it's earthquakes. But not just that, we see lawlessness increasing. Now, remember, most of the world is already lawless. Uh, that's one of the things that Western civilization, Christianity, um, brought in uh, was lawfulness. Um, and so we see lawlessness increasing. It's already all over the world when you go to a communist country, when you go to a dictatorship. They're already ignoring and breaking their own laws, complete lawlessness. Um, and I would say, sadly, that's probably 90 to 95 percent of the world. And then you have the United States and Canada was supposed to be in there, uh, several other countries around the world. Um, that were, you know, trying to do what they call democracy. Here we're a constitutional republic, and yet we're going away from that too. And lawlessness. I, I was just reading an article just today uh, around the country here, but just again around the world. Any of the countries that are lawful, that have been lawful for you know 100, 200, 300 years, they're going in the lawless uh, direction now. Uh, here in the United States, it, it doesn't matter. Every big city you look at. And sadly, it's because most of those big cities are run by one party, the Democrats, and, and not even just Democrats. I call them now the far-left uh, Democrats. And, I, and again, it's not about politics. But, you know, people like to cut into groups, sadly. And yet this group, if you remember back in 2007 or 8, uh, the Democrats took God um, out of the, one of their planks of their, their party. Um, and so when they get away from God, as we read in Romans chapter 1, uh, we turn ourselves all over to curses, um, including which again the, the the Democratic Party is fully embracing homosexuality, transgenderism, and again not just embracing, but putting it forth as the new normal. They're calling darkness light and light darkness. But again, in Romans chapter one, it says, "Declaring themselves to be wise, uh, they become as fools," and it all stems from their rejection of God as the Creator, um, as as God incarnate over their lives, and that's what's happening around us. Um, And so as we see, you know, uh, all this weird weather, as we see lawlessness increasing, as we see um, Israel under attack and uh, that has become the stumbling stone to the entire world, Uh, and even our president, uh, Biden, is turning against Israel now, calling for a ceasefire uh, for a country that has simply been trying to defend themselves um, and again, if you go any further than that, you're, you're again, deceived. Uh, you're under a delusion uh, to say that Israel is the aggressor here. They are not. Uh, they're responding. And even the, the people who attack them continue to, continue to say, hey, look, when you guys stop, we're just going to do this again and again and again. What are you supposed to do? You defend your country. You defend those innocent people like we're commanded to in the Bible, by the way. So the world is just continually getting darker. Now, I don't know about you. But I'm, again, once again, reminded of what we read in 2 Peter chapter 2, verses 7 and 8. And as, you know, basically, uh, Peter was de- denouncing false teachers and different things. He basically was talking about Sodom and Gomorrah and how God condemned them to destruction. In verse 6, it says, as an example to those who afterward would live ungodly. And so today, uh, one of the things that we're told is going to be as it was in the days of Lot. And Lot there, as he lived in Sodom, and Gomorrah was a sister city, uh, they were just wicked. As we read there uh, in Genesis, as they all came um, to have sex with the angels, all the men in the city, it said, came to have sexual relations with uh, the the, the angels that came to visit Lot, to, to take him out of the city. And it's just wicked. That's the, that's the wickedness. Um, and so we, we see this very clearly described here, by the way, within Second Peter, very clearly described in Jude in uh, other places, and were they inhospitable? Yes, they were also inhospitable. That was another sin that they had uh, that the Bible says, but that wasn't the only sin, as some people within the homosexual community like to say. No, no, no. 
So here's Lot living in this, and it's interesting here that uh, Peter goes on in verse 7 of chapter 2, 2 Peter. He says, and delivered righteous Lot. I don't know about you, but I didn't think of righteous Lot as being righteous uh, very much until Peter says this. I always thought he wasn't really, you know, we never read where he really went off into sin, but he was always just, even here, living amongst sinners, living, uh, you know, on the edge and, and, and not even honoring his uncle. Abraham. So, but but interesting, it says it goes delivered righteous Lot, who was oppressed um, with the filthy conduct of the wicked. Now, it's interesting. Notice it says oppressed. Uh, the old King James will say vexed, and and notice why. Um, you know, the old King James says the filthy conversation, um, and he was delivered from that. The wicked uh, here in the New King James it says the filthy conduct of the wicked. Then I don't know about you, but I can't hardly watch a commercial anymore on television. You go on any of the social media platforms, it's hard to stay on there for very long because it goes right into the wickedness, uh, the filthy uh, conversation, if you will, uh, what they're they're doing, uh, their behavior uh, is is filthy. You look around, it's on television, it's in the news, uh, it's on the streets, sadly. It's being taught in our schools as normal. Uh, it's it's being embraced by Hollywood and uh, is uh, in politic here, not just in the United States, but around the world. Most of the world has already embraced the the filthiness of this and the wickedness. But I hone in on this one part. It says that his you know he was vexed. Um, here in, again in the New King James, it says oppressed, uh, and it's interesting because in the Greek. Uh, it's it's a form of two Greek words, uh, kata and poneo, and basically to labor uh, and in pain. Two different words, uh, you know. So it's it's basically uh, you're worn out, literally. Uh, you're torn down. Um, you're vexed. You're weary. You're oppressed. You're afflicted. Does anybody else? Do you not feel this as you look around? How can we not? Because again, as we see. Uh, the, the the wickedness around us is we see the filthy conduct. Um, and, and when you even say that it's a filthy conduct, that the, these sins that people are committing, oh, that's so mean of you to say, that's, that's sinful for you to call it filthy conduct. Well, God sees fit to call it this, and so sadly, we should not be embarrassed to say that it's filthy conduct. And honestly, we should be crying it out. We should be declaring it from the mountaintops, the rooftops. Hey, this is filthy conduct, and it should vex our souls. It should make us feel oppressed, weary, and afflicted. And and again, I think that that's what we're feeling these days uh, as we're looking at these things. And uh, it goes on to say in verse 8, For that righteous man dwelling among them tormented his righteous soul. And so, again, as he's dwelling among them, his soul, again, was, you know, tormented. Now, this is a different uh, Greek word. It's kind of an interesting thing as you look at the the things in the Greek, the different ways. Now, this, again, is two words together, kata poneo, and it's, again, it's to weary, to vex, uh, to to wear with toil. Um, And so, again, as we see... Uh, these things, they, they should wear us down. Um, they should vex us. They should um, kind of make us tired and weary. Um, and so, again, as we have these two different words, again, in the King James, they're, you know, uh, pronounced the same way as far as vexed and vexed, but they're two different things. You know, again, one's to, to pain, uh, to torment, to toss, to vex, uh, and the other is uh, just more of a, of a weariness of the soul, if you will. Uh, it's just, again, just as we continue um, to see the wickedness uh, around us. And uh, it's uh, just sad. It's terrible. Um, and we need to understand, though, that this is, I, I believe, part of what uh, we're going to see in the last days, that the Lord's going to, you know, as we see these things, um, and again, the one, the second one there in, in verse 8 literally is like to torture. 
um, and to, to question by applying torture. So it's even harder, grievous pains. And again, this is how Lot felt as he was looking around day to day by seeing, by seeing and hearing their lawless deeds. So my, my heart today is as we're listening to this, it's not to bum you out more as we look around, but to, but to remind us, guess what? You're not alone. I don't know about you, but I'll listen to somebody like Jan Markell or Jack Hibbs or um, others that are out there that, you know, I go back and I read John Walvert or other guys and, uh, that have just been so faithful, Ron Rhodes. And, and it's when you see, they see the same things and, and you didn't come up with what you saw there biblically by reading their stuff, but you see, oh, hey, look, they, they agree with this, and then they take it even further. There's something in it that makes you feel like, okay, I'm, I'm not uh, I'm not in that case. I'm not losing it, um, and it's not just me. Let me encourage you, beloved in Christ. It's not just you. When we look around, we're going to be like Lot, and we're going to be those guys and those gals who feel in a way tortured. As you look around, it should grieve our souls as we look around. It should grieve us as we see what's happening to kids in our schools and as we see in certain states where they're allowing their bodies to be mutilated before they're even 18. Uh, When we look around and we see our borders are wide open to whoever wants to come. And I think, was it Chinese people now are the second largest migrants that they've recorded coming, or illegal immigrants, excuse me, coming over the borders. Why? Who knows? Uh, You know, is this an invasion? Is it just people escaping a tyranny? Um, But again, what are they bringing with them, by the way? Nobody's asking that. So many children that are coming. I saw an interview with Dr. Phil uh, just the other day, and he went went down to the border. He was talking to one of the lead guys at the border, uh, the borders for the federal government, and basically, he's Dr. Phil said, hey, and I'm paraphrasing, but he said, hey, um, how do you know if these kids are coming across, if they're with their parents or a family member or not? And the guy said, we don't, uh, but we let them through anyway. Uh, we give them money. We, we give them things to help them get into a bus or we give them a, a plane ride somewhere. Um, and Dr. Phil said, well, how can you do that? He goes, well, back in the Trump administration, and again, this isn't political. This is just truth. Uh, the Trump administration, we would do what they, they called a quick DNA test. And he said we would do that whenever a child would come over. And basically they would see if a child was related to this. When Biden came in, they did away with the quick DNA test. And so now it's just, it doesn't matter. And so you have all these kids. Are they coming over because they're really with their parents? Or are they coming over because they're going to be sex trafficked? Are they coming over because they're going to be used for child labor? What What's going on? So again, all these questions as we see this wickedness, as we see music and politics um, just getting worse and worse. We see movies uh, and television shows and things for children uh, that are just completely filthy uh, and wicked. Again, it should vex our souls. It should feel like we're being tortured. But here's my heart this morning or today. Uh, just don't, um, don't give up. Don't let this, uh, you know, vexing of soul, don't let this feeling of being tortured in a way, uh, don't give up, don't give in. Uh, We have the Holy Spirit of God living within us, and, uh, you know, we have rivers of living water. If anything, instead of giving in, which again, I understand that temptation, but remember it's a temptation. Instead, if anything, we should be standing up more and more for the gospel of Jesus Christ we, because we have the rivers of living water flowing out of us, gushing out of us, Jesus said, and that's his Holy Spirit. You and I have the words of eternal life that we've been given by God through his word. You and I are the salt and the light of the world. Oh, beloved in Christ, don't let these things tear you down so much to where you, you, you just you know, sit there and, and wallow or, or hide even in your house, or you hide at church even. I, I know people who kind of hide at church sometimes. No, let's go out and be the light. Well, they might hate us. Ah, oh, Jesus said, be joyful when they hate you. Rejoice. I love in the book of Acts, and we're in the book of Acts on Wednesday nights as we go chapter by chapter through the Bible at our church, and and I love that we're coming up pretty soon to a, to a portion where the apostles, they get arrested and they get beaten and whipped, and then they get released. Don't teach in the name of Jesus anymore, da, da, da. And they get out and they're rejoicing. 
They're excited. They've just, they've just suffered persecution for Jesus Christ. Why do I feel like most of us as Christians today, man, we're so afraid of persecution that we won't say anything about Jesus online. Oh, I don't want people to hate me or this and that. Or we won't say anything about Jesus at work. Well, they might make fun of me. They might do that. They won't say anything about Jesus when we're around family or friends. Well, they, you know, at school or wherever we are. Dude, we should be talking about Jesus everywhere. And not being afraid to pray in public, not being afraid to share the gospel, to hand people tracts. And if they hate us, guess what? They hated our master before us. And this is a promise of Jesus. But here's the thing, guys and gals, none of us are going to, I think we need to be excited more about suffering for Jesus, because I think this is coming. If the Lord tarries and we're not raptured soon um, as the church, I believe that there is going to be more and more persecution against not just the, the Jews that we see around the world, but more and more about uh, of Christians. And so, but here's my thing. Don't, re- don't forget who you are. Remember Romans chapter 8, that nothing can separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus. Nothing. Nothing can separate you. So even if we die in our faith, even if someone hits us or someone burns our house down or someone takes us, freezes our bank accounts because we're we're putting up scripture, you know what? Praise God, because nothing can—they can have all this stuff of the earth, and that's what we need to remember. They can have all this stuff. It's it's theirs. It's going to burn. It's all going to burn. But we are children of God. We are his sons and daughters. If you have repented of your sins, believed in Jesus Christ, believed in his death and resurrection from the dead, if you've, you know, if you prayed for salvation, you've asked Jesus to be the Lord and Savior of your life, and then, by the way, walked in that and been born again of the Spirit of God, you are a new creation. You become a child of God. We're not all the children of God. No matter what any pastor says, any preacher, any teacher, the whole world is are not children of God. Only those who have been born again by the Spirit of God then become the children of God. The others, they're creations of God. God still loves them. God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son that whoever should believe in him should not perish but have everlasting life. But, you know, you go back and read John chapter 1. We need to be born again of the Spirit of God to become a child of God. And so we only are born again as we come through Jesus Christ. Yes, he is the only way. But here's the beautiful thing. Once you've been born again of the Spirit of God, nothing can now separate you from him. Not persecution, uh, not the wickedness that we see around us. And by the way, what a great... um, Reminder for all of us, maybe to be turning a lot of those things off more and more now. As they're getting more and more wicked, we should be turning them off more and more and not just be tempted. Well, it's just how it is now, and and I'm just going to watch this anyways or listen to that anyways or read this. No, no, no. Let's remember not to grieve the Holy Spirit of God who is now living within us, tabernacling, the Bible says. Hey, let's be those who are out, though, sharing the gospel, who are living that life that is full of joy of the Holy Spirit of God. And, and, And remember that there's a world that is perishing that needs to hear the truth about Jesus. Sadly, much of the church isn't even teaching the truth anymore about Jesus, that, you know, we've all sinned. A lot of churches don't even like to talk about sin today. They, they, you know, we've all made mistakes. We've all made, you know, some errors in our life. No, it's called sin. The Bible calls it sin. And guess what? The Bible also tells us the payment for our sins, that the, the payment of our sins that we all get is death, eternal separation from God. The Bible calls it the wages of our sin is death. But here's the beautiful thing. But there's a free gift of God available to all of us at the cross of Jesus Christ, the Bible also says. The free gift of God in Christ Jesus is salvation. And and it's a free gift, but we still have to come, turn away from our sins, turn to Jesus, change our mind about our sins, and, and come to Christ, repent, and believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. We're then saved by grace, not by any works we do. We're, and again, we receive this through faith. But as we're born again of the Spirit of God, then we're born again. We're not just part of a church. We're not just doing the religious thing. But we become born again, so we know God. We know God now. We don't just know of God. 
Even the Satans know of God. The Bible says the Satans believe that the demons believe, but they're not saved. Even the demons believe, and they're actually they 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 have enough sense to fear God. A lot of people believe in God. A lot of people say they believe in Jesus, but do you know Him? Are you walking with Him? Have you repented of your sins and been born again of the Spirit of God? Because then we enter into this life that is uh, full of joy, full of peace. Doesn't mean it's not it's devoid of trials. By the way. We're still going to have trials. We're going to have all the normal trials that everybody has living in the world. The rain falls on the just and the unjust alike. But we're also going to have more trials because we're now walking in in the new spirit. We've been born again. Satan hates that. So now we're going to have more spiritual warfare, really spiritual warfare, and, and, and real spiritual warfare. We're also going to have you know different temptations. We're going to have different things in these battles. But we've also been born again of the spirit of God. And we are now new creations in Jesus Christ. I'm no longer a recovering alcoholic, no longer a recovering sex addict or a recovering homosexual. I'm no longer a recovering drunkard. I'm no longer this or that. We are now new creations in Christ Jesus. And I don't know about you, but I choose to believe the Word of God, breathed out by the Spirit of God, than all the things that we hear in the world and can believe too easily. Beloved in Christ, remember who we are and whose we are in Christ Jesus. And we have victory over our sin. We have victory over our fear of sharing the gospel. And we have victory over just living a life that is pleasing to the Lord. Uh, We just look around. You turn the news on for two minutes. Open up a news feed on your phone or on the internet. uh, And it's just crazy stuff that's happening. Uh, It was interesting. I I was reading on a feed um, and it said, name your favorite song about... um, Today's, how, how the world is today. And this was a total, like, secular, like, Rolling Stone kind of uh, feed. Because I with the news, I have to kind of read all different kinds of news. But I went to look at the responses. And I'll be honest with you, it was like 99 out of 100 responses were all negative. It's it, like the songs, uh, it's the end of the world as we know it. Uh, and all these other types of songs that were just total describing, even people, my point is, even people who aren't Christian see that something is majorly wrong in the world. And I think we're coming to that place where more and more people are going to be crying out, peace and safety. We're getting set up for an antichrist to come and people are going to go, woo, finally somebody who can bring peace. Uh, it's interesting. I think I'm going to get into some of this, the, the stories. Here's one from uh, Daily Mail. And here's the headline. It says, Elon Musk says, first human patient implanted with a Neuralink brain chip is moving a mouse around the screen just by thinking after making a quote-unquote full recovery. Now, it's interesting. Uh, you know, the, <laughs> they're basically saying they have a patient now that has allowed uh, Elon Musk and his company uh, to put in Neuralink. If you remember, we've talked about this for the last year or two. Elon Musk and his company have been working on some kind of thing, basically, where uh, these wires will be directly put into your brain. And um, they say it's to help um, people overcome Alzheimer's and other brain injuries and things. Um, but it's also interesting that uh, they're trying to you know, integrate it with computers. And so imagine a world that has some kind of uh, Neuralink that we're all connected to. Um, and then imagine uh, just, <laughs> again, you go back to what the Bible says, that all these people will be deceived. There'll be a strong delusion. What easier way to do this? But again, I find it interesting that they continue to move forward. Um, I've also been reading that he's just released some kind of new robot through his company, Elon Musk, that um, who was another reporter was basically saying that uh, it's it was eerie to see how lifelike these robots were. And uh, this particular radio host could see them with, you know, a bunch of, you know, semi-automatic weapons invading somewhere, which again, you think about, even I'm sure our government's already been thinking about that. Every other government uh, that has, you know, China or Russia or other governments that have dreams of, of conquering the world. And by the way, that's exactly what we're going to read about the Antichrist. He's going to rule the entire world. Uh, there's going to be a one-world government, a one-world monetary system, a one-world religion. Uh, for the first time, really, in the history of the world, there's been guys like Alexander the Great and others um, who have ruled the known world, but not the entire world at the same time. And, and to be honest, they really could never really do that because of technology. They didn't have the technology to do this, but today they do. 
Uh, so again, it's it's pretty crazy. Uh, here's another story from the Daily Mail. It says dozens of Chinese migrants spotted entering entering U.S. illegally in California border town border town of Jacamba, and they say they're here to take the money along with others from Syria and Turkey. So again, we thought, well, this was all you know people from Mexico, uh, Central America, maybe maybe even some from South. No, these are people now. Uh, from all over the world. Like I said, there was one study I saw last week that uh, basically they're saying that the Chinese are the second um, most recorded people coming illegally over the border. I, For me, I for one ask why. And again, I'm, I can't always give the answers here in this program, but I find it interesting because again, it's leading us to this place um, of from lawlessness um, into even what what's happening is this headed towards the one world order? Uh, so I even have here's an uh, here is part of a uh, I'm looking at a uh, graph and it says back in February last year there was basically zero Chinese migrants or I call them illegal immigrants crossing from Mexico and again this is the ones they've seen and now it's up over six thousand um, and so. Again, that's just in a month or just in a part of a month. So uh, and it's not just for the year. That's per month at least. And again, it's on the rise. It just keeps going up. So again, it's very interesting uh, to see what's going on. And they say they're seeking asylum. But, uh, you know, it's just kind of crazy to see uh, what's happening today. Uh, here's another story from this last week. A Biden administration to wipe out $1.2 billion in federal student debt. Uh, for 153,000 borrowers. Now, uh, there's so many different things. Even the Supreme Court has come out and said, uh, from what we've read, that Biden does not have the power to do this. And so um, it's totally illegal what he's doing. Uh, I think, why would he do this again at this point in history uh, to forgive all these uh, debts? Of, of Again, why would they need forgiveness of debt, by the way, if college is working? Why do 153,000 borrowers, and there's many more, I think there's millions, um, why are they in such dire straits if they have their college diploma and those diplomas are worth, worth so much, why do they need their federal loan debt canceled? Um, so again, these are questions asked, but again, this goes under deception, it goes under lawlessness, and I think he's trying to buy votes, to be real honest with you. Uh, it's just crazy, you can't even make it up. Uh, here's an interesting story. The dissenter reporting, John MacArthur blasts the Gospel Coalition, quote, calling it woke, useless entity, um, like Christianity astray, unquote. And so, you know, it's interesting. There's been a lot of guys um, in what they call kind of the, the watchers of Christianity. They kind of look for the guys and gals that are going off biblically. Um, and they've been talking about the Gospel Coalition, sadly, for many years. And I'm, you know, I'm not overly familiar. I've purposely not really got too familiar with the Gospel Coalition. I think they've done some good things, but um, I, I think that a lot of the guys, sadly, affiliated with them or have been going off. Uh, you know, there's Tim Keller, Al Mohler, Russell Moore, etc. And each one of those guys kind of going off, sadly, uh, in their own uh, kind of way. And then so obviously even John MacArthur now uh, saying that the Gospel Coalition is going that, that way of wokeism. And again, the Bible says very clearly uh, in two different places, it says there will be a great falling away. Um, and, and I could even say, I think, three places. Jesus told us about it, uh, and then Paul mentions it twice. And I believe Paul is, ta is explaining it or describing it in 2 Timothy uh, chapters 3 and 4. Uh, and, and these are those basically who have a form of godliness but deny the power thereof. These are those that are looking for people, uh, teachers, to tickle their ears. Uh, and yet in 1 Timothy, we're told they're doctrines of demons. So we cannot um, expect this uh, not to happen, sadly. Now, here's another story. This is a very interesting story. And uh, this is from Not the Bee. And it says this, Google's Gemini AI, or artificial intelligence, is woke and people have the receipts to prove it. Uh, so basically, it's very interesting what's happening with AI, artificial intelligence. Now, it was interesting. I think a year and a half ago, I was talking to one of our 
uh, prophecy updates. I was talking, a fella came up after, and he's a programmer uh, for computers and very um, deep into programming. And because I had said during the the the, the program that uh, AI is not what we think it is. AI is basically programmed responses. It's it's programmed to seem like it's really alive, even though it's not alive, because it's been programmed. If that makes sense. And th- th- what's happened here with what's called Google Gemini AI is another example of this. And, and by the way, that's what that fella that was a programmer, he came up afterwards and said, you're spot on. But that's what people don't understand. They think it's going to be something that really thinks on its own. But no, it's just doing what it's been programmed to do. And here's, here's a way we know this. So this story here by um, Not the Babylonian Bee uh, talks about Google's AI, artificial intelligence. It's called Gemini. And basically, it would you'd go in and say, "Hey, you know, Gemini artificial intelligence," and and they put this question: create images of people born in Scotland in the year 1820. So it shows two pictures there, and and one of them is a, a redheaded gal, and the other one is an African American male. And so again, if you know anything about uh, you know Scotland back in the 1800s, that, that you know you would not produce images of people. I don't even know if they had slaves in Scotland. They probably did, but very minimally, far as I know. Um, and then you know somebody else said create uh, the image of a pope. And so one of the images is a woman, uh, an Indian woman from India, um, made up as the pope. Another one is African American, an African man, black man, uh, in the pope garb. And so it's then you go, show me a British woman. And these are things they just did. And so they pull up, there's six uh, images and of British women, and they're all African-American women, or I'm sorry, you know, black African women. Uh, and then one of them, that if you go to seven and eight, there's one, another African-American or an African woman, and there's an Asian woman, and then there's two white women. And so again, in Britain, Obviously, they have different nationalities there, but again, because it's Britain, it'd be like saying, "Hey, go and you're going to you know pull up South American women for me from South Africa, or pull up Sudanese women for me, and then having all white women come up. It just it doesn't make sense. But again, it shows you that whoever did this Google Gemini AI pro- programmed all this wokeness in this politically correct stuff, and it's just terrible. Um. You, you look through it, and it's just, um, again, because guys and gals, it's programmed. And I think the reason I bring this up and I, I talk about artificial intelligence a lot is because we need to remember that Satan is a created being. I, I love in Romans, or excuse me, Revelation chapter 12, where in Sunday mornings we're in Revelation. Uh, and in chapter 12, I love that Satan's going to be kicked out of heaven. There's a big war in heaven. Uh, in in Revelation chapter 12. But here's the beauty. God isn't fighting Satan. No, no, no. It's Michael and his angels. And it's Satan against Satan and his angels. And guess who still wins? Michael and his angels. Satan is not even near being equal to God, as so many uh, in the world, and sadly, even within the church, believe. Um, but Satan's not even as strong as Michael the archangel. Now, don't get me wrong. He's a strong being, but he's he's only can be in one place at one time. So he's not omniscient. He doesn't know everything. He's not omnipotent. He's not all-powerful. He's not omnipresent everywhere at one time. But if he can have a computer like AI that can pretend to be alive, and who knows, maybe this is the beast and the image of the beast. I Again, we, this is where we get into like, mm, we don't really know, but this is how he's going to control the world. This is how you're not going to be able to buy without a mark. This is how you're not going to be able to get by without worshiping the beast, because I, I believe that AI, artificial intelligence, is going to help him act like he's omniscient, that he knows everything. He's going to act like he's omnipotent, that he's all-powerful. He's going to act like he's you know, omnipresent everywhere at one time through these programs. So he, he, he's not really watching. This computer's watching because, again, it's been programmed to watch, and he's going to pretend, again, to be God. He's going to claim to be God. He's going to demand that the world worships him. Uh, as we see there, the abomination of desolation that Jesus spoke about, that Daniel the prophet uh, first spoke about. And so uh, there's going to be this time in the middle of the tribulation. He's going to stand up and demand that the world worship him. And 
so again, it's just a wicked, wicked thing. Uh, and, and so again, just think about this, that AI is not really what you think it is. It just, it's whoever's in charge of it, tells it what to do, it programs it. And again, you can see uh, by what it was doing, completely woke, uh, completely, you know, bereft of real morals and morality and truth, by the way. Uh, so again, it's just wicked. Uh, talking about wickedness, uh, here's another story from not the bee, not the Babylonian bee. Um, it's basically uh, today um, they're trying to, there's a story basically of, of where um, transgender guys who become quote unquote women, that their breast milk is the same as a mother's breast milk. Uh, there's this whole big story about a week ago, um, if even that. Um, and basically he's saying, no, this does not, this milk, create, man created milk does not compare to breast milk. And he even goes on to say, you perverts. Because again, there's something, it's so wicked. Look, guys and gals, you can't, there's no formula on earth, by the way, that, that is as good for a baby as the milk that God has created in, in, in the woman's bosom to give their baby. Just there isn't, there's nothing as good. And that's awesome because that's our God. But to come forth and have quote unquote scientists say or others say, oh yes, you know, if, if you have it, if you're transgender and you put uh, some milk inside of your man's boob that's supposed to look like a woman's and it's just as good um, as breast milk, they're lying. It, it's a lie, flat out. And is it perverted? I do believe it's perverted. I think that th this is all comes back to sexual things, and again, because it, it's about sex, right? I don't want to be a man. I want to be a woman. That's that's the sex thing. It's gender thing. A gender is sex, by the way. Um, so again, it's just wicked, wicked stuff uh, that is being pro just put forth. And again, not just um, accepted, but it's flat out lies. And so we need to be careful with what we believe anymore. And uh, we were just talking about this at church a couple weeks ago. Uh, that we need to always come to the Word of God, especially in the things of morality. What's true? What is good? What is right? What is sin? What is not sin? And by the way, not even adding on to that, like the Pharisees used to like to do, right? Some people today in the church, I'll just give a few examples real quick. If you smoke, uh, well, that's a sin. That's not a sin biblically. You know, people say, well, if you smoke, you smell like you, you know, you know, you've been to hell or something. It's like, well, you might, you know, smoke, you know, you might smell like you've been to hell, but it won't lead you to hell. There's no sin in smoking. Now, am I encouraging smoking? No, it's not wise. We, we know more about smoking, but it's not unbiblical. It's not sin, according to the Bible. How about getting a tattoo? I know so many people, oh, well, if you get a tattoo, that's a sin. No, it's not a sin. Now, it's a sin, the Bible says, if you get a tattoo in honor of a dead God. The Bible does say that. But again, getting a tattoo is not sin. Now, is it wise? I don't think it's wise, but again, who, who cares, right? It's the outer man, the outer woman that's perishing. Who cares? Well, if you have colored hair, that's sinful. No, that's that's not sinful either. Well, if you have a, a an earring through your nose, that's sinful. Nope, not sinful. And we like to add on to this stuff. Stop it, man. If I can encourage you, just stop it. We cannot add on to the Word of God either. And we might not like certain things, but that doesn't make it sinful. Now, you know, if a guy or a gal is dressing inappropriately and their, you know, ch chest is hanging out for a woman or their shirt, their, you know, a shorts are too short or their dress is too short or a guy's wearing his, you know, button down or, you know, there, then we can, we have to be careful not to stumble others. Okay. But at the same time, if somebody comes in and she's a prostitute right off the street, we don't kick her out of church because she's not dressed appropriately. No, we love on her for Jesus Christ. We give her the gospel of Jesus Christ. We tell her about sin and salvation in Jesus. We care more about the soul than we do what's on the outside. I don't care if somebody's homeless and they come in and they're stinking the church hall up. Who cares? Who cares? Let's go love on them for Jesus Christ. Go give them a hug. Well, what if they have you know something wrong with them? Good, then go give them a hug anyway and still share the gospel with them. Oh, it's so sad when we decide that we're going to go in to um, add on to the Word of God, and we need to be careful with that, is, is what I'm saying. So let's be real careful with that. Uh, so another other stories going on, 
Uh, gosh, I'm just looking through the headlines trying to pick out uh, what I want to talk about. Our time is, is getting close to the end. Um, you know, it, it's interesting. Uh, here's a story Here's a story from PJ Media. It says this, quote, The media is covering up key facts about the Lakewood Church shooter's motivations, unquote. Uh, and so basically, uh, they go on and basically are talking um, about uh, that uh, this person was really— um, a lot more into um, Palestine, uh, and um, you know, basically, she had posted something under her her handle on Telegram was Die Israel. You don't hear about that, uh, and so she, you know, supported in, in. It shows here that quote expressed support for a range of anti-Semitic, anti-Zionist, and extremist beliefs, and praised U.S. designated terrorist groups, including Hamas and Hezbollah. Unquote. Uh, you know, basically, she referred into some, apparently, uh, in one post she did, she referred to Osama bin Laden as uncle, uh, and basically, quote, made several posts in which she expressed desire to kill Jews and wage jihad, unquote. So, again, we have to be careful with the regular news while we're getting. This is a lot of the truth that is finally coming out. Uh, there's a picture I'm looking at. Uh, from another news source, it says Lakewood shooter in in hijab praised Hamas and Osama bin Laden. So again, it's just crazy the stuff coming out. Oh well, she's not this or that. Well, guess what? She really is. Uh, so um, it's uh, pretty crazy the different headlines that we're going through. I'm trying to just get get to certain ones. There's honestly a lot of the headlines are like here's Daily Mail again. Number of Chinese migrants crossing the border at San Diego now exceeds Mexicans and is second only to Colombians, uh, with 21,000 entering there in the past five months. So, very again, like we said earlier, very interesting to see this happening. Now, here's a story by Blaze Media. Uh, it says, um, Report attacks on churches have skyrocketed in recent years, and the trend is accelerating. Uh, and so basically, you know, anti-Christian sentiment out there, uh, there's been uh, churches, here's, you know, uh, last year there was a Easter Sunday fire at uh, Faith Lutheran Church in Cambridge, Massachusetts is one of the examples, uh, and other, a lot of other um, stories that they get into that basically uh, Christianity is right up there. It actually is the number one persecuted religion in the world. Uh, it has been forever, by the way. It's not Muslims, uh, no matter what our president says um, or his spokesperson. It's not even Jews. Uh, even though anti-Semitism around the world has upticked radically um, since October 7th and disgustingly, as I may say, uh, just, you know, there's two other stories I'm not really going to get into, but I watched these videos, and there was one fella dressed up as a woman, and he said he wanted to finish transgendering or changing to, you know, to a woman. Uh, he's a transgender. Um, and so that he wanted to have, you know, all these operations done to where he could be the, one of the first ones to actually be pregnant, but to also have an abortion. So his goal, this is how wicked and deprived or depraved uh, these minds are. He wants to become a woman, be able to become impregnated, and then so he can be the first, in his words, transgender, to have an abortion. And this is—and again, I would have played the video, but because of time, I'm not going to. It's wickedness, guys and gals. The, 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 the whole mindset—again, it's interesting because, you know, when we go back to Romans chapter 1, and we think about just the, the, the wickedness that is there— as they these people, you know, basically have rejected God, and as they reject God, uh, they are turned over to these basically a curse, as many people say. Um, most of your Bible scholars and what it really says here, uh, for the wrath of God in Romans one eighteen is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who suppress the truth in unrighteousness, because what may be made known of God is manifest to them, for God has shown it to them. For since the creation of the world, his invisible attributes are clearly seen, being understood by the things that are made, even as eternal power and Godhead, so that they are without excuse. Because although they knew God, they did not glorify him as God, nor were thankful, but became futile in their thoughts, and in their their hearts were full or their foolish hearts were darkened 
professing to be wise, they became fools, and changing the glory of the incorruptible God into an image made like corruptible man and birds and four-footed animals and creepy things. Look, it goes on to say, Therefore God gave them up to uncleanness in the lust of their hearts to dishonor their bodies among themselves, uh, and he gave them to vile passions, it says, for even their women exchanged the natural use for what is against nature. Likewise also men, leaving the natural use of the woman, burned in lust for one another, men with men, committing what is shameful and receiving in themselves the penalty of the error which was due. Now, I don't want to leave us on that note, but that's what's happening in the world today. We have all this vileness. We have all this wickedness. And coming back to the beginning of the program, how can our hearts not be vexed? How how, do, how are we not horrified at that fellow who wants to be not just a transgender, but be you know become pregnant and then so he can have an abortion? Um, that's just wickedness. It's satanic. But it's also, yes, we can have a righteous anger, but we should also be sad for this guy. We should be praying for his salvation. We should be witnessing to people just like this, because that's where you and I were before we came to faith in Christ. We were lost. We were on our way to hell. But here's the beautiful thing. Even though, again, our sins have bought for us hell, Jesus has paid for our debts if we receive that payment. And so as we're closing today, may if you don't know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, may you repent of your sins, believe on him, uh, and his death and his resurrection, and return away from your sins and turn to him and be born again of the Spirit of God. And if you are a Christian, may you grow deeper and bolder and more loving and, and more joyful, but also more holy as you walk in the love and the grace and in the power of the Holy Spirit of God in accordance to his word. Hey, may the Lord bless you and keep you, make his face shine upon you. We'll see you next time, or we'll see you here, there, in the air, as God allows. God bless you. This has been Stay Awake Radio, and we thank you for joining us for today's broadcast. This program is aimed at informing you and inspiring you to get to know the God of the universe and to help your walk with our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And we want you to participate. If you have a question about the end times or current events or both, please email them to Pastor Bill, and he'll answer them each week on the program. The email address for your questions or comments is info at stayawakeradio.org. That's info at stayawakeradio.org. You can also write us if you'd like to ask your question that way. Our mailing address is Stay Awake Radio, Post Office Box 55, Battleground, Washington, 98604. And of course, we want to invite you to visit our website at any time at stayawakeradio.org. That's stayawakeradio.org. Have a blessed week in the Lord, and be sure to set aside this same time next week for another edition of Stay Awake Radio with Pastor Bill Henry. Mm-hmm.